Welcome to Metaphysical Perspectives, where we explore all aspects of reality, both seen and unseen. Brought to you by mysticalwares.com and produced by cosmicreality.com. Sorry. Hello and welcome to Metaphysical Perspectives. Yeah, welcome everyone. No, that's right, Nancy, because I know when we when we're kind of sliding over from one podcast to the next, there can be glitches. But yeah, we want to welcome everybody to Metaphysical Perspectives. Um, and my name is Derek Condit, and then we have Jalissa Helms with us and, and Nancy Hopkins. Um, and then we're going to have, which we often do, just kind of open-ended discussion on all sorts of topics. So we're going to be all over the place. Uh, I guess I wanted to talk a little bit about the um, graphene that you got in. Oh, sure. The graphene oxide. Yeah. 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 So that was pretty interesting watching Derek mess around with it. So I know that he already talked about it on what last week's show, maybe? I think it was last week's. Yeah. yeah. We talked a little bit about it. Yeah. So um, I think it's always good to hear from another person's mouth, like what was happening or what they perceived from it. And so um, I recorded Derek opening it and then he went outside the office and uh, put it on a slide somewhere else. And I'm pretty sure he masked up and gloved up uh, while he was working with that. But he brought it into the office and it almost seemed like it was um, it wasn't activated. It was just like sitting there dormant for a little while until uh, Derek started flinging some energy at it and playing around with it. And then you could start seeing like lights um, start up and it looked like little pixelated lights or little. What's funny is people have since then. So what, again, I'll bring people back around that maybe don't know what we were talking about, but last week. So what we did was purchased a sample of graphene oxide, which is some of the nano particles that are in some of the masks and some of the vaccines, lots of places. So I'm looking at it to kind of see, um, because I'm not just going to rely on other videos I've seen online. Um, if I have the opportunity and toys as I'll kind of call it like the microscope here to look at these different substances, um, up close and then energetically charge them. But that's just what we did was got the graphene oxide, brought it in and then did the sampling that Jalissa's talking about. Um, and then, yeah, brought it in here. So um, I've had some people send us videos that uh, you did you share in chat what it looked like? Um, so it was kind of like the graphene oxide that they were putting out there on YouTube and doing videos with. It was like moving around like little tiny nanobots. Like they're coming alive and moving around with magnets. Well, Derek tried to do that with magnets. It didn't move, didn't do anything. So um, something else must have been added to that graphene oxide? Yeah, they, they, what we found out was they added some different types of iron particles to get it to be responsive. And then some of these videos, again, they maybe didn't tell her that or the video was shared, just saying, oh, black substance and they're looking all mutated and moving around. Um, and I'm still doing different, I don't know, we'll just test here, we'll just call it, um, with different um, ingredients. But actually bringing it back around real quick, on the small um, flashes that were happening. So what we're talking about again is the graphene oxide on a slide under a high def video microscope. So I'm not looking through eyepieces. It's up on a, a high def monitor. Um, and then basically when you zoom in far enough, you can see, as Jalissa was mentioning, we start flinging energy at it. Um, just love energy charging it. Um, and then that's when the flashes started happening on video. And actually why I want to bring it back around, Jalissa, is I've got a message here in the past week from someone 
who was able to view the little flashes that I was talking about during the live broadcast. Because, of course, live broadcast on Facebook and or YouTube, it kind of kicks down the quality of the video. So you can't see the pixel-sized flashes. But what they did was downloaded the video. Or, again, this is on Metaphysical Perspectives YouTube channel, the Graphene Oxide video I'm talking about. They put it on a big screen TV and slowed down the playback to 25%. And then all of a sudden they started seeing the flashes. So I'm glad they shared that so others can see it because I probably look crazy as heck. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about, oh, look, there's flashes. And then everybody's, yeah. yeah. It all took us a little bit to like notice. So uh, when that was happening, I was like, okay, could there be any reflection in the room? Like Derek was wearing his glasses. So I wasn't sure. It's like, okay, move your head this way. Was it your glasses that was reflecting off the screen to make sure that that's not what we were seeing? Because it was happening quickly. And it was like, really, it, or first, I guess it was kind of slow, the little pixels popping up. And I think it was only like white mm-hmm. was the, the first color that popped up. And then it was like slowly started turning other colors. So I was like, oh, is that red that I saw? And so it was just, you know, making sure that nothing else in the room was creating that effect. But then Derek got a phone call. And once he got that phone call, then it started activating like even more uh, blinks of light and different colors. And and then we started having like all sorts of weird stuff happening. And I'm happy that that's not in our office oh, anymore. Can I, can I interrupt you here yeah, for a second? Ahead. All right. Um, you got a phone call. So you were sitting there and you got a phone call and your phone was near the graphene. Graphite. Yes. Graphene? Graphene. Um, okay, so you really don't know whether it was your energy putting it out or maybe it was reacting to electromagnetic energy from the phone. Well, first it was uh, Derek directing right. energy. Well, they both it. could. They they both could. But I, I want to, you know, because the phone was involved in it, I just wanted to ask you guys, you know, could the phone have also contributed to it? Oh, yes. Like, I think that's what kind of... Uh, ignited it more or sparked, yeah, charged mm-hmm. it up more was the phone call. And then once that started happening, you, with like all sorts of colors and stuff were blinking on the screen, but then it's like seeing other stuff. It was just like the room, our office is already pretty heightened energetically, uh, but just started seeing stuff. And uh, a little while later, I was like, okay, I'm ready for the scrapping oxide to be out of here now. Um, but there looked like a person like walked behind us, like a shadow. And I was like, whoa, what was that? And so I actually had Natasha um, walk outside our office and by the windows to make sure it wasn't like somebody that was just like walking really close by the window. And nope, there's no shadow that can be seen from the outside. So it was like, okay, this I'm, you can be done doing research with this now. <laughs> Get it out of the office. Yeah. Well, I mean, long story short, what she's all clearly saying is that it had an effect on the environment, Nancy, as well. So having that graphene oxide sample in here, um, it, it it had an effect on all sorts of levels, even my intuitive level um, and all my spider senses, as I'll jokingly call it, um, went on alert when I first started looking at graphene oxide. And I don't mean that in a good way. So um, all my warnings flared up. You can kind of think of it like that. Um, yeah, so not a fan of it. I have lots more I'm going to play with um, on testing it in different locations. Like somebody suggested bringing gold and or garlic around it. Somebody sent me that online. So evidently there's a video of somebody doing that. So I'm going to try that and see how it responds. Um, I'm going to blend it with 
shung, what we call S4 powder, so shungite and silver powder as well, and see what that does. Um, but just all sorts of things, because I want to see if it's legit what's being shown out there on video or not, or see if we can have it do something else. But yeah, the whole, well, kind of loosely called the Christmas tree lights that were happening in it were all over the place, and you can pick your color from purple, red, green, you know, every color of the rainbow was flashing in there. Um, and like Jalissa mentioned, initially it was white flashes, and then as it got more, and I'll just call it energetically charged, then different frequencies started flashing from within it. So it's a it's a very energetic substance, I can say. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Well, very uh, reactive, mm-hmm. I think, to the people in here as well. So I think Natasha would be okay with me saying, so she came in here, I was observing it as well, but while she was sitting, I don't know if she told you, mm-hmm. uh, when she was watching it, she just started, started getting really hot in here oh no she didn't so, tell me yeah now that makes that makes complete sense and, and Joseph's is definitely gonna know because when i do energy work as well and kind of hold up my hands and just move frequencies often the physical body will just start to heat up you'll feel subtle energies and whooshes and stuff like that as well but you'll straight up heat up as well uh, did you have a question nancy Yes, I was, I was, yes, I did have a question, but then you kept talking and like, let me think, let me me think here for a second. Um, Nope, I lost it. I'll interrupt you if I remember what it was. Sorry. Yeah, no, you know, you know, that just jump in. Um, Oh, yeah, yeah, yes, I got it. Okay. I'm wondering, when you first encountered it, you had a, let's say, a not good feeling about it. Is that what you still feel? Or do you feel that... It's got a potentiality for being, let's say, transformed into good. Um, I can say that about any substance as far as the potentiality of it being used for good. But no, this one, um, I mean, I'm sure it could be. It's like an ingredient in anything else. So you can put too much, it's going to overdo it. But no, it's, um, I'm. In everything I've looked at so far, again, my, uh, what do they call it? hackles go up, you know, all my spider sense, the intuitions, all that stuff um, is negative. So it's all coming from the negative aspect of my perception. Um, and I, and that ties into a lot. So when I look at things like this, it's this is difficult to talk about, but I'll get video segments that kind of play in the ethers around me. If I think about something or touch something or somebody says something around me, I, there's always, as I'll joke again, there's more to the story. And I always get that more to the story. So when I had the graphene oxide around, um, I don't know how to explain this. Other than there was a, a fight on the etheric energies with the Shungite. Um, and I didn't like that. They were like pushing and pulling in the same realms um, and not in good ways. So it's I'm not a fan of graphene oxide. I'm still educating myself, um, as many of us are. So, um, But no, it's it's definitely, and I keep it sealed on many levels meaning physically as well, so the particles don't get out. Um, But no, I I haven't seen anything good with it yet. But again, anything can be used for, you know, air quotes here, good or positive, because that's all relative um, from your perspective. But no, everything I've seen with it so far is bad. Um, And when I get around it, it's it's just negative energies. Um, They come back. It's almost like they're, I don't know how to explain that one either. It's almost like it's in a bowl spinning counter, like we were talking the last show, Nancy, about maybe counterclockwise being non-biocompatible. So it's kind of doing that. And I'm just doing saying that that way for visualization. Um, but it's not the same energy spin as compatible um, biological energies like silver we were talking about or shungite, things like that. 
so yeah i don't know i don't and again there's a whole lot more to it and oh, okay let, let me let me ask besides being in the vaccinations what where and in the masks where what else are they using this stuff for um it's it's a good filter so lots of different things and it's on the swabs as well so um you know i'm no expert on it but long story short because of its it's its shape and size, it's a screen or a filter you can imagine it as. So it'll let air through, but not any particles in the air. It's like a lattice structure, um, layers of the hexagons lined up. Um, so it's, it's, it's kind of like an etheric fence. And then they're charging it, just like you can electrify a fence. Um, and I think they maybe call them just that for different animals or whatnot, electric fences. But um, they're doing the same thing with this, but they're electrically charging it with whatever frequencies in the environment, sometimes your emotions, but that's what's going on. So when these particles get in you and I perceive them and they're in your body physically going around, however they got in, there's lots of ways. Um, they are, they're, they're attaching to organs or getting in your organ. And again, it's just an electrical fence um, that limits you just like in the 3d an electrical fence stops you from accessing certain things like your glandular system, for example, um, that's something people are going to have issues with in the future if they keep getting graphene oxide in them. And I have no idea if that's been announced, um, but it will do that because your connection, one of them, to the etheric or metaphysical is your glandular system and or your gut. And that's where these substances are are mucking with you as well. So it's kind of like messing with your antenna for reception of the etheric. Um, and so, yeah, just disruptive on, on lots of levels. So, no, I'm not a fan of it, Nancy. The Canadian version of RCDC, I don't, I, I'm trying to, I think they essentially banned them by saying, you know, do not wear any mask that has the graphene oxide because there's too many questions unanswered. Now, whether or not the Canadian government listened to their own CDC, I'm not sure. But there is, uh, consider, well, if, if, if they actually came out, and I saw the report, I just don't remember exactly what it said. Um, and it's been highly, you know, documented that it was real, but it doesn't make the mainstream media. Um, but yes, so they, there are doctors out there and, you know, Canadian people that, uh, in, the, in their government, that understand the dangers of these things. Just from a purely, you know, you're breathing in this stuff. It was like oh, sure. I, I, I went over to the uh, election poll and I lost my mask. I'd had the mask since the beginning because I hardly ever wear it. And I lost it. I was just heartbroken. But anyway, <laughs> and they wanted to give me a paper one. I went, no way. No way will I put that on my face. You know? It's like, no, no, I'm not going to play that game. It was just, and, it's, and when they offered it to me, I really had a, had a you know, just backed away from it like no please don't make me do that so <laughs> yeah. yeah what's odd is they also put that layer on the inner side of the mask so that it's up next to your skin when you know i'm i don't know quite know why they couldn't put it on an inner layer if they were really needing it but regardless um yeah and i shared a link in the chat for those that are interested on that article talking about the masks and whatnot for the healthcare authorities in canada so if you're interested so is Graphene oxide, is it a natural substance? What is it? It's graphene, and then it's built a certain way. So it's more about the structure is what gives it the the, the new material effect of it. So it's, it's not even new, but it's 
it's graphene, which has been everywhere. I mean, but then when it's graphene oxide is when they um, activate with oxygen molecules. And there's a whole lot more science behind that. But no, it just makes it a energetically charged, uh, like a filter. It's it's a layer is what it is. And then it can be programmable, if you understand that. There was a YouTube um, that showed the how to make how, what graphene was. And this guy with a graphite number two pencil, you know, and he made a circle. And then he took a piece of tape and he he put it on the on the graphite, and he pulls it off. And then he takes another tape and puts it on top of that and pulls that off. And the layer on the second piece of tape, he said, now that's graphene. Does yeah, you can sense? do that multiple times. Yeah, you can, yeah. and that's just taking off layers and layers. I kind of think like a quilt. So they're making a quilt out of graph, graphite, um, putting the little uh, hexagon shapes together, and then again that quilt. If you want to imagine that, um, and yeah, you're just pulling off layers of that, and so then you have just different uses for that. So you've probably had the basic foundation of graphene in your hands as a kid. I don't even know if they got the same. They use the same stuff in pencils anymore. You know, it's just now, yeah, now they've got the the beginning mesh of it. And then they add the oxygen that sort of fits together with this mesh, and you've got graphene oxide. Yep. yep. It's been around for a while anyway, I think maybe since the 90s or something. And they're finding more and more uses for it. So they're putting in all types of things. Um, so I'd be, I'd be, I am leery of it being used anywhere because, it, well, just like any nano-sized particulate, you want to be careful with that because it'll get into your organs. It'll pass the blood-brain barrier if it gets into your, your gut or your tummy. Um, hence, zeolite clay compared to bentonite clay. It does pass that blood-brain barrier due to being so small, and then it gets all over in your body where you don't want it probably too. I'm talking about graphene oxide. So would um, the zeolite take the graphene oxide out of your body? I have no idea, to be honest, on that because it's all a charging thing, and I don't know. I don't know, positive, negative charge, or certain right. frequency on the graph. Yeah, so I don't know on that one. I'd say I default on do what you can not to get it in your body. And, yeah. you know, good luck on that in America, but, you know, try and do what you can. And so, yeah, that's that's what we're doing. We're just putting, again, putting it under a microscope, taking suggestions from others, like I mentioned about gold and garlic, and then the, the iron particulates in there. I'll put in there and, and check those and fling some more energy at it and see what it does. Um, but keep sampling. Yeah, when we were looking at it, it made me think of little tiny nanobots. Like when we were seeing it, the colors come up. Was it just they look like pixels because of the computer screen? Yeah, okay. yeah, exactly. They're just so small. It only it only allowed one pixel, if you're looking at the resolution on a screen, to actually show anything. So, you know, who knows what they're actually shaped as. Or I'm actually glad it at least had one pixel on the monitor and it has to be a high def monitor. You're really not going to see these things. And I was really zoomed in under hundred times magnification on the, the video microscope. And then we are looking at again on HD monitor. So you kind of have to go through all those steps just to even get that 3d visualization. Uh, but yeah, and they were all the different colors too. So it's kind of interesting from there. I don't think fascinated is the right word, but I'm always like curious and like, how did they even come up with the ingredients to like vaccinations or to any of the stuff that they're deciding to 
that we all need to have on our face. Or <laughs> I think a lot of us, they look at nature and energy because, and Nancy, you and I've talked about this and actually to listen, I have too. Um, the whole hexagon shape, clearly there's something to that, hence them using it. And it's not random that honeybees use the hexagon shape for their honeycomb. Um, there's a whole lot to that. So, and of course the same with the C60 molecule being made up of hexagons and pentagons, which makes it highly programmable here in the 3D. Um, so yeah, and then again, again, bees are doing it right for a way. So it's a programmable shape or container. Um, and then I think maybe the scientists are just kind of, you know, taking, taking an example from nature um, from that. So yeah, and then I don't know, again, how much, and then I don't know, Nancy, if you had any questions on graphene oxide or if we wanted to go too much more into it, but we were just kind of going to touch bases um, on what we were doing with it. And again, we're going to continue more in the future too. So I'll do more samples for anybody that wants to suggest um, different tests. Well, Walt would tell you that you can use shungite, give it the intention of putting uh, a frequency out that will do like Rife's machine does, which is, you know, okay, think about a glass and a certain sound can make a glass shatter. Well, that energy of sound is something that is so matched to the contrary of what is keeping the molecules together in the glass that a it begins to resonate and as it resonates it loses molecular cohesion and then shatters and Walt would tell you and I happen to agree with him that you can program shungite particularly the a whole number of devices including the one that that Derek has with just the one pipe in it, the Cloudbuster thing, you can program. Well, you know that one doesn't program quite as easily. Why? Wait, uh, which one uh, I have? Yeah, I, I, I've got it in front of me, and it's always here. And Does it have the little copper tube in the middle? That yes, you can then yes, yeah. yes. You must have put an intention in there of something that is really solid, because I normally, if I normally when I'm talking about a device. As soon as I start talking about it, it starts to come on and do things. But this one didn't want to listen to my thinking. It was just, I'm doing what I'm doing. Okay. But a spiral, like a shungite spiral, or the ones that I like the most, just because I like the turpentine energy, is the turpentine spirals. But any energy device that, that's, you know, basically got the motor of a shungite in it, you can program it to do things, like put out... Put out an energy frequency that will get this graphene oxide out of my body. You don't know what it is, but Shungite will know what it is. No, yeah, that's a good idea. I'd probably try to like Shungite honey or something like that. Have that organic honey. <clears throat> Excuse me. So you've brought up the Rife machine. It's spooky too. I've never heard of that before, but I did receive a message from someone that has one of those machines and they're considering um, coming to one of our fairs with it and being a vendor of some sort, but he wasn't quite sure how to make that happen. Like what does he do with this machine that he has? So like that's, yeah, interesting that it's been brought up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and then Nancy, didn't you mention that you and or wall just maybe got a new one of those versions or something? Um, yeah, so a frequency device, of course, and so he's going to bring it in. It's basically up to, and what he was asking was, you know, how do I 
pitches to people and maybe have an energy exchange sort of thing. So one suggestion would be um, people can bring in different products, items, be it food, prescription, um, whatever, and then ask if it's in alignment with them uh, via this machine and then get some feedback. So it's, it's I mean, it's not too dissimilar from you can pick up a pendulum and do the same thing if you're aware of that. They're all energy devices. Um, do you have much experience with the, the what do they call it, the Spooky 2 machine, Nancy? Yes, it's really fascinating. Dr. Reif um, worked in the 30s, and he was working in uh, essentially microscopes and uh, dark field microscopic, looking at microorganisms, particularly in the body. And he realized that based on how the light that he would put in, he could actually, the frequency of the lights, that he could actually now begin to discern these things, not just in a reflection or a, a kind of a, you know, that dark cloud thing, but as uh, you can see all the details and it was like lighting it up. And it wasn't lighting it up so much as the, from the from the reflection of it. It was the frequency of it. And he realized that if he could essentially interact with microorganisms with light, could he also put out a frequency of light that would destroy them? Because he was, you know, that's, they do that. <laughs> weapons, they make weapons out of everything. And by gosh, in this case, the weapon was directed against, he had a, a number of, I don't even know because I've heard different numbers, but there, I thought it was originally six terminally ill patients that had different versions of cancer. And he took his machine, and he had already done all the research. He knew the different cancers and how they would react at what frequency. And he put, would give them the frequency specific to their cancer for only a couple of minutes. And then you'd have to wait a couple of days before you do another treatment because it was so effective that you would basically kill off the cancer, that particular cancer in your body, and the remains would be toxic to your body. So you had to do it in bursts of a little bit, just kill off a little bit of it, you know, let your body detoxify, and then do it again. And he cured every one of those terminal cancer people. And then, boom, no more. Rife continued as a microscopic Innovator, innovator, but there was none, no more of this kind of thing happening. So they've known forever about the ability of frequencies to alter specific cells. We're not talking about chemotherapy where you hope you kill the cancers before you kill the person. This is specific. It's only it might affect something because it's close to it or whatever. But basically, it's so frequency specific that you're only attacking specific cells. And this is what the Spooky 2 is based on, is Rife's science. Because although they tried to get rid of everything that Rife had done, it, he, there was still information out there. And other people have come along and done the research. And what Walt was impressed with was the... In order to make... Okay, so you've got the machine, but... You've got to feed the machine the technical parameters of the frequencies that you want. And that is a computer base. You have to have this thing connected to a computer to be able to feed it the frequency that you want into it. It's not like a computer by itself, although someday they have, I mean, I'm sure they got them. But in this case, your computer 
you want to let's say you want to get rid of Lyme disease so you say what's what's that frequency and that's the frequency you plug into the spooky two that then generates that frequency and then there's a number of ways that you can get that energy into your body one of them you can put these uh, uh, little uh, cylinders in your hands and you begin to to have that that energy flow through your body you can do it with um, putting the things like the sticky things on that you do with a tens unit you know where you want the electricity to go you can do it. so there's a lot of things including including like well, in quotes Wi-Fi which is they the ability to do it without any physical connection that is where you get the you asked me about the different models the first model doesn't give you that option per se the second model gives you that and more the ability to go really into the energetics of it so that you don't even have to be connected to the machine now another thing that these machines do <clears throat> is that they take a reading of you so you can hook yourself up to it and it will tell and you're working with a computer program it will it will figure out okay we see weaknesses and this these these frequencies are not you know where there's where they're supposed to be and so then it can match up what frequencies you need in your body in order to 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 fix those things so you do a diagnostic work workup by hooking up the machine then the machine and the computer program give you the frequencies that you need to be able to heal you specifically so that's what the spooky two uh... radion well they've got radionics uh... like i say we've done a number of shows you just have to go back over the last i don't know four or five weeks and you'll find because it's a complicated subject but it's based on old technology old knowledge that the powers that be tried to uh, eradicate why well because someday maybe they'd want graphene oxide <laughs> you know that's so interesting that's really neat um are there i believe i heard mark in the last show talk about was there like contra in indications like what did he say them more, i'm gonna mess it up more morgellons oh morgellons <laughs> disease yeah <clears throat> Do they come at? Do, do they use the machine with some predetermined frequency settings for that, Nancy? So, I I don't yeah, know the uh, specifics of it, but I would assume that yes. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, all people have to do is think about it anyway, and they're going to tune into that frequency. Um, or, I like the idea that you go ahead. Or uh, on, if you go to cosmicreality.com/radio, uh, and you go down below where you see the schedule events you'll see a green you know chart like thing if you click on that you'll go to a whole series of tones sound that Walt put together based on different things um, I mean he's got one for marijuana <laughs> you know but he's also got one for more gallons I believe but there's a whole and 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 sound see sound is the same it's the same concept sound and what they've discovered the Russians have discovered studying DNA that the most potent source of DNA change is actually the human voice well when you got these sounds it's not the human voice but it's the same concept that the energy of the specific frequency that's coming in 
is working within your body to get a resonant response. In other words, the cells are going to resonate at that frequency if they are in tune. In other words, if you take a guitar, two guitars, you put one on one side of the room, one on the other side of the room. If you hit the same, like the C chord, you just hit the C string, you just boing, on the other side of the room, the other guitar will start to vibrate because they're they are the same frequency. That's how you get resonance. So it's just matching frequencies, parameters of, a, of an electromagnetic signal, whether the signal is electromagnetic or whether it's sound, it's, it's the same kind of vibratory frequency. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, it's all frequency or energy healing, of course. And I was going to say, I like the fact that you mentioned that spooky two machine had um, either, I don't know what they call them, but electrodes or something or other. You would hold in each hand, so then you get it, that frequency going through your whole biome. So that's a good idea. I'll have to look that up and get some imagery of it and see what they're actually doing. Because I do a similar thing with Shungite in my hand. If I'm holding the, the cosmic silver Shungite, the Shungite we tumble in pure silver, um, and or other devices. So we'll we'll use that um, and or even the um, and the Shungite silver cosmic, uh, gua, <laughs> I'm going to mess it up, Nancy, but the, the gua sha stones or gisha. Gua so, gua sha? Right. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So th that's why things like that are such a great idea, um, you know, because it's going to continually have that frequency for you. And when you're hanging on to it in your hand, that's where you're going to even out too. It's kind of like holding on the side of a boat. If you're offshore, you, know, you, you can... Kind of get your foot in, your sea legs going on there. So it's very good idea is what I'm saying. Um, and that's why I want to actually look into the spooky machines. Is that their actual name, Nancy? Spooky or? Do you it's know spooky, what spooky2 spooky2.com. Spooky2. Okay. Yeah, I'll look at that. Huh. And look at, yeah, I'll look at, because I know there's other companies out there that are selling subscriptions for your property or whatnot to where they'll they'll tell you they'll continually um send your your property your office or home whatever with a frequency for for so much money and by the way you can all do this yourselves too um, so you don't need to get into subscription services like that well my understanding yeah. is that they've got i mean they've got frequencies and uh, honestly uh, hundreds of maybe thousands of different frequency including different uh, against different uh, viruses, microorganisms. So uh, even against um, Walt's mom had a, oh God, I guess it was a bacteria problem on her skin from having been in the hospital and then wrapping her legs. And it was that bright red look that you get to skin. So he looked yeah. up to see what that was a symptom of, and he finds out it's this bacteria problem. So he looks up in the computer thing, and by God, there it is. So he set it for that and put his mom on it, and, you know, in a few hours, all that redness was gone. All that bacteria was dead. That's what we're talking mm -hmm. about when we're talking about these things. So what, he would, what they were saying about the Morgellons and Mark was saying, you know, it's like yeah, this company's been around for a long time, and... Walt Silva's recommending it. You know what I'm saying? He he he's built these kind. He's built a rife machine. You know, I mean, yeah. every oh, yeah. everything that he talks about is because he is act. You don't say to Walt, you know, 
well, I'm seeing this without him looking at it and testing it. He's amazing that way. He's like the most profound scientist I've ever encountered. So if he yeah. if he thinks it's safe, then I'm going to think it's safe. And whatever else is happening could be whatever. Oh, yeah, I love how Walt opens up and just tries stuff. You don't have to have a predetermined outcome or even have an idea what the heck's going to happen. Just do it. See what's going, you know, see, grab that pencil or drawing an analogy and just, you know, go at it and you never know what you're going to have. Um, Nancy, I do want to mention, so you can do it behind the scenes right now. Um, we're going to have to, and I'm not going to get into specifics, so I'm just going to apologize to everybody, but this show is only going to be an hour long today. So if possibly you can get something to play for the next hour slot behind the scenes. And i sorry to do that to you, um, but I'll chat with you a little bit later on what's going on. Um, but uh, anything else you want to chat about right now? Just that we'd... Um, well, I, when you're talking about the, these machines and what they're capable of and how we've had um, this information, you know, hidden from us, of course, I think I read in one of your books, Nancy, that we're like 50 years behind, like whatever military already has out there developed and probably more than Way that, right? More <laughs> behind. Oh, yeah. Way more behind. That's sad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, heck, they've got anti-gravity machines, devices, vehicles, call it whatever you want. Oh, yeah. There's... Well, that we've actually heard about. Yeah. We've heard about this. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. It'd be whole different world if we had access to that stuff. But again, well, then we'd have nothing to explore and figure out either. So I'm going to try and come at it from a good perspective. Um, if there was no questions left, and there always will be, then, you know, what am I going to grab and shove under a microscope or fling love energies at and see how it responds? So it's trying to see it in a positive aspect and and it's ingredients to work with. And we'll see what happens. Um, did you hear, Jalissa, anything? Because Nancy's probably in the background right now getting ready for the next show. Um Anything from the first show, Shanghai Reality, we talked about that you wanted to bring back around? Oh, well, I heard you talking about uh, the colloidal silver. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I've been drinking that, trying to stay healthy. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, yeah, no, that, that's funny. That, the colloidal silver, too, actually, and we're not going to get back into how it's made and all that, because, of course, we did that in the last show. And then those joining us right now for metaphysical perspectives we're also, so when I keep referring to or referencing, <clears throat> is a podcast we just got through doing called Shungite Reality. So if you listen to that episode that um, come out, and it'll be online later today when Nancy gets a chance, but that's where we'll get into the specifics for a couple hours of colloidal silver and different aspects of it and how it's made. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a very good tool having those silver particles around. In fact, in, in our office here, we have several pieces, again, of that cosmic silver Shungite um, as energy devices. And we'll, the first thing I'll reach and go for if I have any kind of physical ailment is a piece of Shungite to get that energy moving so that you can heal yourself. Are there any other metals that are compatible with us? None that I know of. So even if people say you need copper, you need iron. So actually, if we talk iron, because, and I'll use my sister as an example, she used to cook off of the old cowboy pans, she would call them, but they're called cast iron pans, of course. That's a non-biocompatible iron. Um, so those are, and I'm not exactly answering the question, but I want to give more insight. Those are horrible pans to use because just think your, your spatulas, I don't care if it's a wooden spoon or a metal one or whatever, little particulates of that pan are getting in your food. And again, it's non-biocompatible iron, um, so it does do harm to you. And metal is programmable. We don't often talk about that, but just like crystalline structures, 
be it water or an actual quartz crystal or one of the other various ways of uh, what's called energy tools. It's programmable, just like metal. So yeah, there's an, um, well, yeah, at least some of that out for another show. But there's other reasons they have metals in in our our bodies. It's disruptive. So think metal water bottles, not a good idea. Metal utensils, of course, we've talked about that. Not a good idea. I'm talking forks, knives, and spoons. You can buy, for example, bamboo ones online or something for just a couple bucks each. And then you stop adding those, non, again, non-biocompatible metals into your system. Like, I'm just so like, how did they come up with these things that to use on us? Like, how did we even get like, well, silver fillings? And then now we have mercury and all this other stuff that gets put into our teeth going to the dentist like how do they, oh, <laughs> how do they yeah, with that? Like, yeah and, and <laughs> who even knows on the big scale oh yeah no so she's referenced of course the amalgam fillings and mercury only the second most toxic substance on the entire planet and somebody thought it was a good and still do by the way think it's a good idea to stick that stuff in your fillings in your teeth if you get an amalgam filling um and the dentists still do it now i actually know i don't know we'll call them I don't know what they call themselves, but naturopath dentists that, you know, are aware of ozone, this, that, and the other, but yet they'll still make that option available of the amalgam fillings. So what I'm talking about for those that maybe have tooth fillings, if you go to the mirror and look inside, if it's silver or black, the filling in your tooth, it's probably got some mercury in it or other toxic metals. Um, And what I've done for my entire family, because I was unaware and I get it because of course we're all unaware initially and we become more aware Hence, shows like this, well, you can get that stuff taken out and fixed. Unfortunately, it is expensive, but you can go to a naturopath, doctor, or dentist, or dentist, and uh, they'll, they'll hook up all of, and they, I'm going to tell you a little bit about it, um, which is the funny part, because it emphasizes why it's so harmful. So when they're pulling out these amalgam fillings from your teeth, the dentist will, will mask up with usually a, um, like a, almost a hazmat mask, so more than just a face mask, usually, and then gloves, and They'll have a vacuum in your mouth to pull those particles so that hopefully you don't swallow a bunch of them and or breathe in the vapors. And then, of course, the dentist and dental assistant as well. So, I mean, that should scare you right there. If they're pulling this thing out of your tooth and they're masking up like it's I mean, yeah. So, a, a friend of a friend of mine went through that process and the mm-hmm. doctor that was doing that came down with mercury poisoning. I did, too. So. The answer for answer for that um, we we touched on it zeolite clay z e o l i t e for those that want to look it up and see but that will it's just a clay like bentonite that will go through your system and pull out those those metals and particulates because yeah that mercury if you get it taken out it's going through your whole system yeah I bet that probably happened to me I got to go to the dentist now <laughs> yeah, yeah oh yeah yeah you'll you'll usually just feel like sick nauseous um, you know you think you got a cold or weakness. No, you're processing mercury out of your, your system, your physical biome. Um, yeah, I, I mean, there's even videos online. You can see that if you, of your tooth I'm talking about. So you can actually get a, and I have a camera that'll take the same photo, but you'll see what we'll just call vapors um, coming off of the, the amalgam fillings. And every time you, you move it or take a bite of food, it's um, antagonizing that. So it's exacerbating the, uh, the particles. So yeah, you're, you're compromising your immune system on a daily basis if you have amalgam fillings. Um, I think we got, I was going to say, how do we get in all this dental talk? But I guess metals. <laughs> I was bringing up metals, yeah. but uh, weren't dentists like also starting to like recommend chewing gum? 
Oh, what was that gum? There's an actual gum. I don't know, but then isn't that just like making it worse? If like, you have a Malcolm Feelings, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. I'm like, yeah. we already move our mouth enough throughout the day and then chew gum into, yeah, oh, yeah. keep activating that. And, wow. I even talked to a, 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 again, a natural or homeopathic, what's she call it? Oh, holistic dentist. That's the term they're using. Um, and they'll use them various different terms. But this one I was talking to um, was, was will will do just that. So again, she'll pull out the fillings um, and then she's very aware of the toxins and things. So she'll take those extra steps to, to for you to detoxify yourself afterward. Um, but still, even that holistic dentist, I found out it's kind of in a, a half-hearted conversation to, to see. I'm like, well, you know, do you still offer it? And they're like, well, yeah, we still offer amalgam fillings because that's the dental association or whatever they're called here in America um, suggesting it. So it's just a, yeah, not a great idea. Uh, and they're very aware of the fluorides as well and the chlorines. And I was going to take that somewhere else. I'm a little bit out of it right now. Um, yeah, that's sad that, you know, doctors, dentists, they do have to play by a lot of rules. So, of course, I'm sure that's nice that, you know, at least she's open and honest and can talk about that. It's like, oh, that's really what you want. And, yeah, she even referenced the, the painting on and they'll get like, it looks like a little um, fingernail polish bottle of fluoride and painted on your teeth. So, and she, this particular dentist, uh, I'll just again jokingly call it my my woohoo um, understandings or the metaphysical understandings I have. So she knows what and who I am. So meaning we had a pretty open conversation on a lot of things, even the fluoride being painted on teeth. And she asked my opinion on that. I'm like, horrible idea. Yeah, if it's on your teeth, that will have an effect. But good luck on keeping it on your teeth. And then she kind of paused for me. She goes, well, that's a good point. I'm like, well, yeah, mm -hmm. you're swallowing. It's not staying on there. It's passing the, the blood-brain barrier because under your tongue, as well as many other spots on your body, there's blood vessels really close to the surface of your skin and particles pass directly into your bloodstream. And that can be fluoride, metals, whatever. Um, so it's something to think about. And then, yeah, we talked about that. So Yeah, no wonder we're so sick. Like, no wonder we have so many issues, like all this stuff we keep, we're told is good for us. Oh, yeah. Like, and, mm -hmm. yeah. What's the purpose of fluoride again to prevent cavities? Like Basically, <laughs> supposedly, I think, was it strengthen the enamel on your teeth so that you're not as susceptible to cavities and decay and this, that, and the other. And yeah, again, if you can keep it on your teeth and out of your, well, it's, this is metaphysical perspectives. So on your pineal gland, your third eye, the little gland on the top of your brainstem in the middle of your head, basically little pea-sized gland that's actually made of three crystals. So you actually have three little crystals in there. And if you're aware of that, and you're aware that a human with their intentions can reprogram crystals, well, I just said a whole lot there. So for those listening, you can think about it. Yes, you can then sit down, relax, and use your intentions and feelings or understandings and decalcify your pineal gland, which is what fluoride does to your pineal and chlorines, other things as well. Fluoride is just a big culprit, um, but it does it. It hardens or calcifies your pineal gland. So then it's kind of, so when a, a person like me that can perceive, actually I can look into your body, it sounds crazy. But when I do do that and perceive people and look at their pineal gland, I like to reference it or, or explain it kind of like that bathroom mirror after a hot shower bath um, that you're trying to, you know, perceive your reality or look at yourself in at that time. Well, it's all hazy and foggy because of that steam from that hot shower bath. That's similar to your, pineal gland so no wonder everybody's running around in this reality thinking well i'm not psychic i'm not intuitive i can't see this stuff no because you're 
you're you're trying to perceive your reality looking through a hazy mirror and that's why it's so important for that decalcification or again stopping the fluorides uh, can, I yeah. jump, can I jump in here for a second? Okay. Sure. One of the first things that I understood about the shungite was that, in the fluoride, was that the fluoride acts as, it gunks up so that the three crystals can't vibrate correctly. Okay, that's what it's doing. It's keeping them from vibrating they, they're, they're, with all this gunk in them. And the first thing I perceived when I was looking at it was that the pineal glands gunk from the fluoride was being completely dispelled by using shungite water and being in the shungite environment. Is, have you witnessed that, Derek? Yeah, I would describe it as it, it basically falls apart into its constituents, so the what makes it up molecularly. So yes, um, definitely use shung. In fact, we've even put that study on mysticalwares.com on the shungite FAQ page, there is that study referencing shungite and fluoride, and as well as a couple dozen other um, studies and articles and references. But yeah, no, it definitely has an effect on that. So I, I suggest, again, drinking shungite living water all the time, as often as you can. And then, yeah, then it'll break apart again. Not, not just fluorides, but chlorines too. So anything not compatible with you. So frustrating that, like, we're considered crazy for questioning those things and not wanting to put those things in our body like what no i don't <laughs> like uh, how is that crazy we care about ourselves we want we care about our children we want to stay healthy and avoid things that are toxic oh yeah I, yeah i've talked to many example off of that is i've talked to many medical doctors well including surgeons and or dentists and so the whole plethora of medical personnel and when you get private chats with them almost across the board, at least the ones that get in front of me, all agree, they all understand it. And they kind of say, well, you know, we're working within the system. It's what we have kind of thing. And I'm like, well, no, you don't have to limit yourself to that. You don't have to force. I can't imagine, and I do not know what I'm talking about, but I cannot imagine where the the American Dental Association, I'm guessing that's what we call it, um, forces you to put fluoride. But yeah, I, I would be horrified if, if somebody comes back at me or I get an email later today or Nancy, you call me up and say, hey, by the way, it is a requirement to have in this, that and the other um, because it is such a terrible substance. You know, but, yeah, I, act, I actually think it is a, um, a it's, it's per locale because they're getting rid of fluoride in all sorts of different areas. Only the United States, I think it's only the United States, puts fluoride in any of their water. And a lot of municipalities and communities have, you know, with the local water system, because they have to go in there and put it in with 50-gallon drums. This isn't something that, you know, I mean, and why are they doing that? Well, there's a very interesting story about it, because you're always asking, uh, uh, Jalissa, you know, how do they, why do they do this? Well, one of the stories revolving fluoride is that there was a man back in the 50s who was like a lawyer to the, ooh, which steel companies? What the hell was it? Aluminum. It was aluminum companies, okay? And he became an official in the United States government. And then he puts out this report about how how important it is to have fluoride in, in the water. And fluoride will, you know, help teeth and we should put it in the water. Well, it turns out that fluoride comes from the aluminum industry. It's a byproduct. It's a poison. And it was costing them millions and millions of dollars to get rid of it. So this 
mm-mm-mm, put it in the water, convinced the United States to put it in the water. Uh-oh. We actually import a lot of that, Nancy, from China. It's the soot in not just the aluminum stacks, so the exhaust stacks with the smoke stacks, this and the other. Um, that's what they're doing. They're scraping it from the inside of that and then shipping it over, and then, yep, we're pouring that in our water. Wow. And yeah. and the reason that, the another reason for, okay, so that that's the, if you look up the, you know, where did Florida come from, that, that's, that's the story. But the other side of it, it was being used in Nazi Germany to subdue, okay, the the people in the concentration camps. All right. Oh, yeah. So so you go. What what are you talking about? What are, you know? Well, it turns out that if you look at pharmaceutical drugs that are designed to calm you down, there's fluoride in them. Hmm. All right. So they put, say again. There's fluoride in a lot of foods as well. So oh yeah, and 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 juices because they're getting water that's got fluoride in it. I, you know, I was stunned at how many juices that you get at the grocery store actually have fluoride in it because they're using the water in the municipality that's got it. Um, but anyway, shungite will negate fluoride, and in you know, another reason another reason to get a shungite environment. But the um, you know, one of the most horrific things and stupid things I've ever seen in my life was a local newscast, not in this area, but someplace, was talking about a spill at a water co- uh, treatment plant. And they, they, these two news people, you know, are talking about, oh, look at this. They, the stuff is actually eating concrete. And they're going through this, you know, and it was a 50-gallon thing that crashed and all this stuff was all over the place. And they go through this for, you know, I know, two, three minutes, you know. And then they said, yeah, this is the fluoride they're going to put in the water. What? what? Yeah, don't touch it. Don't breathe it. Don't get near it. But don't drink it. <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, uh, 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 uh. Yeah. the insanity. The insanity. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh that's crazy. So you've got six minutes on the, your hour here. Yeah, yeah. Sorry about that short notice. We'll chat later about that, so I won't get too much into it now. Um, so we have a fair coming up this weekend, uh, uh, Mystical Wares Metaphysical Psychic Fair. So we have, oh, I believe, like the, uh, no, like 10 vendors, uh, about 13 tables coming in. So that'll be fun. Costumes are encouraged. Yeah, yeah, we have those new, and I think we chatted before about it, maybe on air, Nancy, I'm not sure, but the whole, as she mentioned, the metaphysical slash psychic fair here in the, the classroom of mystical wares. Um, and we do that every other weekend year round now, different vendors, not the same ones. So if people are interested, then go to again, mysticalwares.com and there's a new fair tab where they'll see the vendors that are going to be there and some of the different stuff going on. Um, even some videos down at the bottom. So yeah, we're basically expanding, opening the mystical wares up to the community. So they have a place to, share their wares and understandings and or do readings with others too so that we can all um you know become more abundant and have a, a greater understanding yeah we have a practitioner room as well that people can rent out um i believe it just opened up on saturday someone canceled the room um but someone's using it on halloween so that's nice to have another vendor readers uh using that space as well to bring in their clientele so we have that going on this weekend, and this Thursday, uh, Derek and I will have a, 
uh, table at the Witches and Warlocks Ball at the, oh, I'm going to screw this up, the Big Rock <laughs> Woolly Market in Cedar Woolly. So that will be from 6 to 10. There's a paint party happening and dance classes. It's a big event that is put on by Skagit Social. And yeah, it's a lot of fun to be a part of. So um, they had to take a little break with all the dramas going on, but they just started bringing up these uh, Skagit Social events again to get the community back together. Yeah, that'll be nice. Yeah, getting out there and doing some stuff. And we'll have some, we'll talk Shungite there, of course. I think we're more of an information table this time than maybe vending. Um, but you no, know, just getting out there in the community and letting people know that we are still doing stuff here. And so, again, on that front page of mysticalwares.com, we do have our events calendar with lots of stuff happening from drum circles to the fairs we're talking about to various classes. And all of these things are free. So you're able to come in and take part in this um, and, you know, not be limited by having to have that 20, 30 bucks in your pocket. So we're just basically trying to grow the community. And then we've expanded our um, our free copper pyramid area. I don't know if you saw that picture, Nancy, but we've expanded that and moved the fountain over near it. The Shungite fountain um, did some more greenery around the pyramid. So it's more comfortable, energetically charged area for the customers can come here free. Those are free all the time. They're two about six and a half foot tall pyramid. Well, the angle is six and a half feet. Um, but when you get in them, so they're big enough for a person to sit in is what I'm saying. And then you can come in and use those for free too. Yeah, I really like what uh, Derek did with the decor and moving everything around. It looks like a little uh, whimsical forest. All right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah good way funny. of putting it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you never know what you're going to see around that either. Because um, when you're sitting in there, uh, people will see stuff. I get comments, I don't know, a couple times a week probably on, did you see that? Or I was sitting in the pyramids and this little thing shot in front of me or this, that, and the other. And oh yeah, you'll have different experiences depending on the person and then how long you're in there. But yeah, long story short, the copper pyramids move energy, orgone energy and heighten your reality. So then if you start perceiving your reality through your pineal gland or heart chakra, feeling it, you're going to have an expanded outlook. Uh, how close are we, Nancy, to probably finishing this up? We've got a uh, minute and a half. Trying to think of anything else that we've got going on that we can alert people to here. We are open seven days a week at Mystical Wares. Um, and again, we probably have easily the largest Shungite selection of types and shapes and products and uses. And almost all of that's available on the websites, which is an online store as well. Um, but we are going to start additional Shungite classes here and in the spring, some Shungite beehives classes too. So we'll, we'll get more into that and bring in some, some local beekeepers and, and talk that as well. Yeah, well, if you're anyone's interested in being a vendor, uh, go to our website, mysticalwares.com, and you'll uh, find the link there. You could email me uh, requesting some information about being a vendor or also for uh, being a guest on these podcasts. Uh, we are looking to have more guests join us and uh, talk woo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So definitely reach out to us if anybody's interested. Um, that, again, that's just Jalissa at mysticalwares.com, email. Um, and then maybe we'll get you on here and talk about stuff because we're always looking to do that. We do have a lot of other guests we're going to be lining up in the future for these shows on all sorts of topics. So I, I think we're getting close here. So I want to yes, thank Yes, we are. That's it, Alyssa. I appreciate you. All. Thank you, everyone. You have been listening to Metaphysical Perspectives brought to you by mysticalwares.com and presented.
produced by CosmicReality.com. Thank you for listening.